Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you know what that music means? What? That means I did all the the, the things. The show's getting getting ready to start. Getting ready? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's starting. It's already started. Oh, okay. We're live. Live. I'm a I'm a fanboy right now. You're a fanboy? Yeah, we have one of our favorite people. Yeah. With us. Oh my God! Look who we have on the the show today, ladies and gentlemen. It is the one and only, the professor. Uh, he is the inventor of AI Eight Ball. Uh, you know him. You love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is. I do. Joining us via satellite connection. He is currently in Siberia, oh. uh, mm-hmm. doing some. Te- you know the the big vault thing that they have. Uh, the seed they, vault. Yeah, the seeds. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. He's actually mm-hmm. a head. He's he's in charge of the uh, the seed bank. Right. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> Seeds are important. <laughs> he's actually in charge of security there. Uh-huh. Um, if you tell. were to say break into the, the seed bank, yeah. uh, that is the first line of defense. You will see the professor there uh, waiting. Don't even try. He will take you down. Yeah. So, Professor, <laughs> so, so, can you hear us? Can you, I know it's all the way in Siberia and the weather's tough, but um, <laughs> how are you doing? I have you coming in. Euclid? Euclid? Yes. Oats? Thanks yeah. for having me. Oats. It's a pleasure yeah. to be here. Mm-hmm. Oatmeal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, what's it like living up there in the in the middle of nowhere? It's just you and the seeds. I'd say cold, but a lot of sunshine. So, um, really, you want to be south facing. Uh-huh. Open up your guttural region. Let the sun come in, warm you up. You'll be all right. I feel it. I feel it. What What is your favorite seed? My favorite seed is um, the jujuberry. Oh, my favorite too. Jujuberry? Yeah, yeah jujuberry. Is that anything like um, juju beans? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a derivative of a gooseberry. Oh, okay. I'd like to uh, play with Yuki's gooseberries. Mm. Oh, <laughs> hold on a second. Oh. Wow, it's a, this is a morning show. Oh, um, my bad. And there might be children listening, right, so right. if you could refrain right. from um, oh, referring I'm to sorry. my gooseberries, <laughs> that would be great. I can't, can't. They're always on my mind. You can hit me with that link. I want to see y'all. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, it. I should have added you. Let's That's see. That's what I said. Let me. Uh, you where, never what listen. Do I, where do I send it to you at? Just DM us. Huh? DM us or okay. something. Okay. It should be, let's see, there it is. I'm going to copy it. Boom, boom, boom. Um, so you you uh, invented AI 8-Ball, is that true? I know you're, you're really busy up there in the seed bank, um, you know, protecting the seeds, but you seem <laughs> to have had time to invent a very uh, interesting, uh, I don't know what you call it. What would you call that? AI, uh, what does it do? Um, let me pull up your... Uh your images here, mm-hmm. and then I can answer your question. Mm-hmm. Technical work. We are okay. on a satellite phone currently, but I think we can get it all working. Yeah. yeah I'll play while you do that. Did me you send me a link? Huh? You didn't see. Did you send me a link too? Um, no. No, you did not. I know who's important to you right now. I see. <laughs> my, uh... Oh, we are live, baby. All you right, I'm back. It. You guys with me? Okay. We're yeah, here. I'm here. We're here. We're here. You so can... AI ball. Uh huh. <clears throat> Yeah, really a passion project of mine. I'm fascinated by this interplay between humans and technology. And there's kind of a back and forth loop where, you know, we came up with technology, we came up with computers, we came up with the ability 
to automate activities. And one of the first things we did was try to interact with humans and try to replicate human behavior. Um, so that's step one, but step two, the humans react because we always react to whatever input we're given. I, I always think of the classic example of the hand blow dryer, or let's say the soap machine in a in a uh, airport bathroom. Mm-hmm. You know, you're supposed to put your hand underneath there, and the soap comes out. And really, that's designed to mimic human behavior, in that you naturally put your hands where the water is, where the soap is. The soap soap comes out, you get the soap. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work that way because the technology we build isn't isn't perfect, it isn't sentient in, in that manner. So really what the humans end up doing is you wave your hand under the soap dispenser like that. And at this point, what you're doing is you're pretending to be a human to this machine that's looking for natural human behavior. So we have this, this odd cycle of humans emulating humans in the way that technology and machines would want us to be. So it's actually another product of mine is a bracelet that you can wear that emits uh, infra- infrared rays. So when you go to one of these bathrooms with the uh, the sink or the soap, you come near it and it it triggers that automatically. So the soap uh, just comes out so you don't have to pretend to be a human. You can just identify as a human. Oh, damn. What? Uh, let me, I think let, you just blew Yuki's mind. No, I, there's a <laughs> lot going on in this uh, cuckoo brain of mine. Uh-huh. Um, so, first of all, let's talk about the fact that you're wanting to strap electronical devices, infra, uh, RFID bracelets and things to us. Therefore, we can interact with uh, machines. Uh, why not just go ahead and let's just put a let's just implant something no. into ourselves why not do that what what's wrong with you know because it's it's inconvenient wearing a you know i bought a fitbit right <laughs> and it's annoying because i've got to charge the fitbit and i've got to uh oh my it, god it, get, it could get like <laughs> oh i don't want to get it muddy okay? muddy <laughs> you know when i'm when i'm when i'm doing my mud run what <laughs> But so my my solution is why not just go ahead and implant the thing in this under the skin. But then you'll be like, well, how do you uh, charge it? How do you charge the thing? You know what I mean? But my question is this. If we were to to develop and I know this is happening already, super long lasting batteries that say, you know, like pacemakers, for for instance, uh, have super long lasting batteries. Why not go ahead and just implant the technology under, you know, into ourselves? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. And and really, actually, the technical limitation isn't that troubling because um, you would be able to charge through the skin. Right. Even uh, we have those those near field charging technology. Oh, right. um, it's interesting for me. I, I'm kind of a dual dual edge on this in that my profession is deep within technology, research, development seed rearing and such. Mm. Uh, but I'm also a, a back to the earther. Um, thus trying to preserve the history and the uh, ancient knowledge of human agriculture and, and these yes. sorts of things. And <clears throat> so I go back and forth. I, I, I try to probe the depths of what's possible with technology these days, but also I shield my children from these things. And and at home, I try to try to take a break and, and avoid these things. Um, you know, we live out out in a farm in the in the Midwest in America when I'm back home. And I spend most of my days, you know, outside. We're building a treehouse for the kids right now. We're mapping out the the trails, the trails where we live. Um, so it's interesting that, yeah. So actually, even though I developed that product, you know, you'll notice I'm not I'm not wearing anything like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I was gifted a, a Fitbit, but 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 
wearing that technology, having it on you is some some line that that I feel, you know, is, is a little bit of a tension for me. So I, the technology is definitely going to come. People are going to do this. People have already implemented some things, but it, it'll become more mass market, more mainstream. That's definitely happening in our in our near future. Um, personally, yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm 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 also pulling back. I think. I think I view, you know, electronic technology, computer technology is just one of the technologies of man. And there are, you know, many technologies stretching back 2000 years, 10,000 years. Um, and I do find that in my personal life, I'm drawn to the more ancient technologies. I was just uh, reflecting with my son. We built a fire. We have a wood stove at our, at our place and we built a fire. He's, he's now learned how to build the little log cabin with the, with the you know the kindling put the newspaper in the middle to build it up and i like to watch it right when the fire goes and i always tell him this is my favorite part yeah. and he says why is this your favorite part papa and i say because i feel that connection to our ancestors which i had to explain to him what ancestors are but i think you guys know yeah. um and further back and all the way back before there were houses before there were cars before there was central heating the magic of that wood that it is both light and heat that it keeps us warm from the from the cold from the elements from from the cruel aspects of nature it prevents it it can scare away lion you know Animals. wolves these yeah. these sorts Predators. of things mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and and how how beautiful the the trees that grow outside are this mirror image in the ecosystem of it we breathe out carbon dioxide they breathe in carbon dioxide they breathe out oxygen they capture the sun put it in a form that we can easily carry around and light and it sustains for a long time and really it's it's captured that sunlight that then again when we burn it brings us sunlight back brings brings us the heat of sunlight during during the nighttime and i feel a connection to that and really i would call that another technology i think the control of fire is a human technology but i do find that i'm drawn to some of those um more ancient more primitive technologies and i might put it in this realm in that um i was deeply influenced by pf schumacher's book small is beautiful and in that book uh, i I believe the subtitle might be a buddhist economics something like this um but in that book he proposes the idea of technology on the human scale um so not anti-technology and just like i said even fires technology but technology on the human scale in that really a uh a big rig truck isn't really technology on a human scale. And he speaks to the inherent violence of size and that a, a vehicle that big, while supremely useful in much of our economy and, and our lives run on that, so I can't hate on that. But I, w- I would categorize that as not technology on human scale. And just if you were by that, why it was driving by at 60 miles an hour, you could feel how not human scale that is. You could feel the inherent violence of that machine. Whereas instead, things like even... Um, so let's say uh, a big tractor, one of the modern, uh, you know, huge $2 million tractors is another one that's not not really on human scale. But there are even devices that have a motor, that have electronics in them that you can walk behind, um, a plow to do a field. And I think the things that make it human scale is one, it's, it's somewhat in relation to our body. Um, and also there's a relation to be able to fix it, to repair it. He speaks of, of kind of modern... Western culture coming into, um, say, countries in Africa that aren't as developed and and bringing in these modern technologies and they, they get these communities up to speed in a sense. But as soon as the Westerners leave, 
um, the machines break and they don't know how to fix them because again they're not technology on the human scale they don't have the ability to interact with them to upgrade them to manipulate them mm-hmm. um, so I'm definitely fascinated with the idea of technology on a human human scale my, my neighbor offered me a wood splitter which is a gas powered hydraulic wood splitter um, but I, I already received a, um, a mall from my father-in-law and it's it's probably a hundred years old mm-hmm. and it's uh, you know a wedge shape it has two arms in it that that are just metal kind of fingers that as you hit they split and there's just a spring on there um so this i i I feel i have a connection with that because it's a human scale object actually it Mm -hmm. broke the other day one of the springs popped off but i have more springs and i can with my own hands repair it get back out there um and there's a there's a classic phrase he who cuts his own firewood warms himself twice Mm -hmm. and again there's that there's that connection and that skipping the work to cut your firewood isn't necessarily a, a benefit. You're cutting firewood because you're cold, and so you're missing that that pumping of your of your muscles, of your blood. That's a natural right. way uh, to warm you up. I, I think love that. what uh, keeps reverberating in my brain as you as you were speaking was uh, this grounding. I feel like uh, as humans, uh, with and when we start interacting with technology, uh, the technology is so vast and there's so much overwhelming information and connection that we have, like with social media and things, uh, that we tend to become ungrounded. And I think what's important in life is to uh, get back to nature and where we come from because we're just um, we're cre- we're creatures, okay. Uh, and I think that um, what you're talking about, the splitting wood yourself and sweating and getting out there and energy twice, yeah. going, uh, uh, building a treehouse or so my uncle and I and my cousin built a log cabin uh, in the middle of Mississippi woods. Yeah. We're talking deliverance country here, people. Yeah. And um, it was the most amazing thing. Now, I don't know if you guys ever heard of the book Back to Basics. It's a really cool like old book. It's a but Reader's sure. Digest book. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's got and it's literally in the book. It's like how to build a log cabin. Okay, it's like one of the many things, and it's like how to how to do everything to live. And I think that's important to be able to live. Uh, you know, back. You know, our roots. I mean, I'm I'm going all over the place with this. It reminds me of my <laughs> grandfather. Yeah. Well, and here's the, the other thing too. Like, okay, let's just say technology becomes uh, overwhelming, and we, you know, we 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 developed AI, which we know is going to happen, and the Terminator thing happens. Okay, we, <laughs> it's inevitable. It is going to happen, in my belief. Okay. Wow. Uh, and then we all have to like scurry, scurry around like cockroaches, right? Mm. Do you know how to survive? without the infrastructure can you grow a garden can you grow food can you keep yourself warm do you know how to build a fire do you know how to hunt yes these are the questions that mm-hmm. that people need to ask themselves well, it, it takes me back to my grandfather when he was younger and grew up on a farm and still works on a farm i think this year he said he's 80 he's turning 85 and yeah. he said this this year he's not doing a farm anymore i don't believe it i think he will but uh, you know uh, he used to build things I, I mean he still does you know some of the things he built some crazy things but it still involves manual labor you know the the things he built to make cornmeal and uh, and the whole things. process of actually the food that you're putting in your mouth you actually were involved in the entire process yeah I'm talking about from the growing of the seeds to the planting them to the sowing them to the uh, harvesting to the processing and all the work that goes into the to the uh, the woman cooking the food 
right? Because we all <laughs> well, know that's the... Get, just get out of here. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, you you got, <laughs> thanks to me, you got to experience all of it. Yeah, exactly. You got to experience all this because I took your ass to the farm. Right. And my grandfather put you to work, and I, and was, I thought you almost died. Yeah, like you, you literally. I was picking <laughs> a, a potato. I was getting potatoes out of the ground. I was doing uh, picking green beans. Green beans. And we was, canned them. We spent the whole day there. We uh, shelled peas. We canned green beans. Extremely we, difficult. I mean, you know, canning them in the farm kitchen. But it, being it's, a, it's amazing. It's 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 fulfilling. You know, when you do something like that, you're like. Holy shit! You know, look at all the shit I just did, versus just you know tweeting all day or well, something. You get okay. a lot of shit done. So here's the the problem, and here's what I'm facing. Okay, hit uh, me, Euclid. Yeah, I am getting. Um, I'm I'm not getting. I I'm completely absorbed with uh, social media. Mm-hmm. I could literally sit on the couch all day and be perfectly content, uh, <laughs> tweeting back and forth gifts to people, <laughs> and be completely engaged and entertained and feeling feeling fulfilled mm-hmm. and I think that's a problem and I think that's a problem for a lot of people and I think the, the lack of getting back to nature uh, is going to be an issue and um, yeah that's all I got to say about that oh well I think that you do that I would love to hear what the professor has to say about this but I think you do that because maybe there's been this long stretch of time where you weren't socially engaged okay Good point. So I think that it's something you were missing, and That's maybe true. now you're. That's true. I went. Um. So I've got like what seventeen months of sobriety now. Mm-hmm. Uh. And when I was uh just drunk all the time and high on kratom and shit like that, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't do the social thing. I didn't. I I never really got into social media actually. And um, but once I uh got sober, like I latched onto it. And it's like it's I've always said this. It's helping me maintain my sobriety and uh, it's a distraction sometimes. And uh, but I think it's it's a good thing. It's a yin and yang kind of thing. I know you've got a balance. I think that maybe that's the that's the point of this episode, perhaps just like our little yin yang sign over there (laughs) is balance. I think we have to balance. You, You can't forget like what the professor was talking about, which is connecting to nature and being able to split your own firewood and knowing what it takes to, uh, you know, make a fire and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. I think balance is important. And and just for notes, uh, because I lived in a uh, in a sort of commune situation in my college era. So there was I got that quote about the warming yourself twice with the firewood um, and it was on a little wooden plaque inside, but it was crossed out. He and it said she who cuts her own firewood warms herself twice. Ah. So just shout out to the homestead and yes. the correction that they put up there. I love yes. it. Yes. You know, honestly, though, what is this weird balance with uh, and I don't want to get into that. I made a joke about, you know, and I, I joke about this all the time. You know, woman's places in the kitchen. You know, go make me a sandwich. That's obviously a joke. And I don't believe that. But yeah. what is the what is the threat that men have with women and not giving them power? Have you ever thought about that? In, 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 and let me, before I, you answer, sorry. Um, why is a lot of religions, a lot of organized religions, so anti-female? And I'm talking about like Christianity and, and Muslimism and all that stuff. Muslimism. I don't know if that's how you pronounce that. Sorry, I'm a hillbilly from Mississippi. You're not okay? a hillbilly. Um, what? There's no hills in Mississippi. In the north part, there is, honey. Okay. Uh, why is it that... that, that that the power and you know we vilified women by making them witches and things like that why 
I want to ask you that, Professor. Why why are men uh, so intimidated and afraid of women? Oh. Well, I don't, yeah, I can't necessarily say I'm an expert on ancient religions, um, but I do have a perspective. I think I have a, a particular modern politics and a particular modern economic bent, and it's definitely the more libertarian style, and as far as economics go, Austrian economic style. And I think there's a lot of overlap within that, within the crypto community of, of both that politics and, and economics. Um, <clears throat> but really, some of the theories behind that is is that what creates equality, what creates prosperity, what creates peace is wealth. And and I, I think that can speak a lot to our history. And really the history of man, the history of people is war, poverty, starvation, getting eaten by animals. It's, it's, it's rough back there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think I do place a lot of that at the feet of struggle for for survival mm-hmm. um if you're if you're in a society that's that's constantly warring um generally i would assume those those societies are, are male dominated um and and i think a lot of the the raising up to equality of of genders of classes of of all various types of, of races of all various types of things um i see a lot of value in prosperity and in wealth and and obviously, with with the yin and the yang, there's no universal panacea. There's no mass fixing of all things, and so wealth doesn't fix all things. And you can use wealth, as you see, that happens in America a lot. There's a lot of depression and and things that come, even though we're not physically wanting for food, we have we have mental issues. So it's not a universal panacea. But I do think, uh, yeah, if pressed with the question, I, I might I might put a lot of that just in the the context of economic development and um and freedom in general that comes with that this is totally you just something you just said uh probably unrelated but you you happen to mention that like is, with technology and and we don't have to do so many things ourselves and maybe our lives are a little too easy sometimes do you think that we have extra time to just worry about things and and fixate on things and that maybe creates more mental issues ah good point I think definitely. Um, I do think there's something innate in people, probably built over over generations of, of struggle and conquest and exploration, that uh, that there is some some aspect where we're meant to to venture out into chaos, to to slay the evil dragon, to to bring back the the wealth and the the freedom for our people. And, and when we're left, we, we stagnate. I mean, you see this when people go up into space, their bones decay in, in only a year. And it's from lack of use. It's from lack of an impact. If you're building, if you're growing a tree and you, um, you restrict it down too much, if you try to put a shield around it or something, but you don't give it the ability to move, it can actually kill the tree. It needs that, it needs that tension to, to stay healthy. And I think it's the same, same way with our minds. They, they atrophy from, from lack of, of, of activity, from lack of, goals, purpose, these these sorts of things. Does that explain, uh, let's talk about like trolls on Twitter, on on social media. Does that explain their behavior? Perhaps they are so removed and so uh, stuck in the basement that they want to create this drama, this thing. But not just the trolls, um, all of us. uh, And maybe that's why we're so um, content with, uh, you know, having these... Uh, virtual 
uh, relationships with these people, you know, these other accounts on Twitter or whatever, social media. Um, but does it not uh, perpetuate itself? Does that make sense? That the um, you become dependent on it and we become dependent on each other's uh, this thing, this, this strange social uh, connection that we have, this virtual connection. Uh, whereas, you know, some of the maybe the people in our lives are being uh, neglected, you know, the actual people that we can touch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah one of my um, one of my personal kind of heroes, gurus, I would say, is Terrence McKenna. Yeah. And he has this set of, of four qualities is kind of Terrence McKenna's four commandments. Um, I don't know if I remember them all offhand, but starting off, don't consume is number one. Don't follow is number two, which has been a crazy impact in my life, but that's another story. But a third one, don't watch. Mm -hmm. And that was something he, he pu pushed on that uh, really struck me in that in our modern culture, we seem to have a perverse obsession and obsect, uh, uh, acceptance of voyeurism in that mm -hmm. most of our society is people watching other people do things. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of this is TV culture and this sort of thing. Um, yeah, the, um, a modern show out on Netflix right now that's huge is, I think, Tidying Up, and it's about people cleaning up their houses. Um, but this is so fascinating that people wish they would clean up their house, but instead they watch other people clean up <laughs> their houses. And yeah. um, McKenna's theory is that this kind of perverse voyeurism comes from the mistaken idea that there's too many people on the earth for us all to do something. That uh -huh. basically... Not everyone can do something, can actually do something. There's too many of us for that. Right. Um, but he would disagree, and I think I would disagree as well. Um, so I think we've kind of settled into that aspect. And, and I thought of that because you asked about trolls. I think trolls, bitterness, haters, these sorts of things. Um, I, I, now, now I hate to quote uh, Joe Rogan, but he says those people are losers. Um, in that, in that uh, LeBron James isn't a isn't a troll. He's not sitting around hating on people's accomplishments. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually a big uh, MMA fan. Um, you know, I practice uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu personally and, and love watching the fighters fight. But the fans on that, the amount of hate that they give, calling yeah. people weak, calling them losers, this and yeah. that, people who are 250 pounds, who are professional athletes, who could kill everyone except 50 people in the world. So they're like right. the 50th in the world, and this fan's calling them a loser. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just from this this perversion of watching in that in that um, if you're busy living your own life, if you're busy building up your own body, building your own products, writing your own books, even even you guys hosting your own shows, gathering artists together, those sorts of things. If you don't have that aspect, it can it can spiral into this into this, you know, just kind of critical mindset. I actually had a group of group of friends um, back in this new place that we moved in and they were great people. But it, it, it started to settle into this thing where if we were meeting with this one couple we would talk about the other two couples. And if we were meeting right. with this couple, we would talk about the others. And and I tried to speak up and I, and I was just like, can we talk about something else? Like, mm -hmm. I like these people. I like right. hanging out with them. It's even fun to talk about them. Yeah. But you can't <laughs> only talk about the other people because eventually it'll cycle into, you'll find something to be upset about. Everyone yeah. has flaws. Everyone right. has weaknesses. Everyone does something too much than they should. And if you focus too much energy and attention on it, eventually you'll you'll find those things. Yeah. Um, there's a 
excuse me, there's a beaker beeping in the background. Let me let me reset something. You guys okay. talk. I'll be okay. right back. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that too because I think that that's true. Like you hyper focus uh-huh. on on something, and every no one's perfect. Right. Like there is no one that's perfect. Everyone has their flaws, and if you search for them, you'll find them. Well, speaking of uh, imperfect people, um, yeah. a fun face comes to mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and Jared. Uh, the, and couple, Jared. Yeah, a couple of uh, extremely in uh, imperfect people. Oh, my God. Um, but <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Funface brought up a, a good point. I want to uh, wait for the professor to get back. Okay. If you guys are just tuning in, the professor is calling us from the seed bank in Antarctica via yeah. satellite phone. Yeah, he um, is there as security uh, I think for the seed bank. Someone's trying to break in. Uh, maybe someone was trying to. There's a lot of issue with polar bears up there too. But uh, <laughs> I want to make a, a point from the troll box uh, uh-huh. that okay. um, are you watching that? Someone uh, that uh, Funface brought up. Not all trolls necessarily are um, doing what we're saying. It's not nece- there are actually some trolls out there that do what they do, I think, to uh, make us question ourselves and perhaps it's more of a philosophical type of trolling. Oh, a philosophical <clears throat> troll. You know what right. I mean? I know I think one of those. I think there's different <laughs> degrees and maybe perhaps that's what um, yeah. Funface was talking about, but who knows because uh, Funface lives in a deep, dark basement and is only allowed the uh, internet for like 30 minutes a That's day from not its true. keeper. So That's not true. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever really get to hear from We Funface. We let Funface um, have phone privileges often in our basement. <laughs> well, we have Funface <laughs> yes. in our basement? Oh, shit. That's probably the problem. Uh, maybe time to, uh, you know. No, we'll never let him get go. Get rid of him. No, no. All right. No. Uh, so you are, you're back. Uh, what, what were we talking about? Yeah, you've lost focus now, huh? Yeah, I do that very easily. Yeah, uh, people live in the, their own lives rather than just watching watching others. You know, I I know what it was. Okay, uh-huh. so my friend and I used to, um, uh, you know, we would have to take road trips. Uh, we both worked for my parents at the time, and we would have to go do uh, shows. We have to go do beauty shows, and um. I'm getting distracted. Did you lose it again? No, I'm getting okay. distracted because I feel the need to explain what the hell I mean by doing beauty okay, shows. Just fast forward. Okay, but I'm going to fast forward. Okay, we used to go to conventions that were for f- the fucking beauty Yuki industry. used to be beautiful. Anyway, uh, and on the, we'd have a long road trip. We would be driving and literally all we would do was talk about our friends. <laughs> And, and and we would we'd, we'd be like, oh, this guy, oh, my God, is so funny when he does this. But God, he's so stupid when he does that. And we would just go through our list of friends. And it wasn't like on purpose, like this is what was our intention. It's just what we did. And it was fun, mm-hmm. you know. And I think I'm just adding to what the professor is saying. It's fun to talk about people. And it's fun to laugh at others. Uh, it makes you feel better about <laughs> oh <my> yourself. <laughs> and. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, you know, it's the old thing of, you know, no, uh, you know, people love a train wreck. You know what I mean? People love uh, watching, you know, things. And um, ah, maybe that's it. I don't know. I'm say. with you on this. And, and I think for me, it's a matter of, of ratios. Yeah, I love talking about my friends and reminiscing and, mm-hmm. and even, you know, poking fun and, and this and that. Um, but you want to sprinkle in some 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 talk about events, some talk about ideas, these sorts of things. They're healthy for the mind. I, and that is why I love talking to you. 
Yeah. 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 I mean, every time I talk to you, I feel I, I just feel happy afterwards. I feel, you know, it's it's like it's, you're just sitting there doing you're just talking to this guy all day. You need could to you like imagine, sprinkle in. <laughs> could you imagine being stuck with this? I am. Uh, I'm no I'm not going to shy away from saying that I am a lunatic. Like, I I mean, um, I'm crazy. Like I, I have, you know, I have some issues. Uh, I get manic at times. I'm. I could be extremely creative and but then I could go into a dark 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 depression uh, overwhelming yeah. anxiety blah 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 that bullshit Aww. but um I think that uh I think the 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 key here guys is to be more balanced in your life don't get sucked into technology too terribly much in the social media and blah 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 really uh enjoy nature enjoy your your family your if you have some uh, if you don't have a family, maybe that's why you're on Twitter trolling people because maybe you need to get out of the house and go find some friends. But um, I liked what we, we, we discussed here. I'm happy with it. Uh, <laughs> Professor, what's the next step in the in the thing there with the, the seed bank? Are you guys happy with your collection of seeds? Do you feel like you need more? Are there more seeds that need to be discovered? <laughs> What's next for the uh, seed bank up there in Antarctica? Uh, we're doing all right. I mean, really, the main the main goal is preservation. If there were to be some issue where we where we lost um, the record of some of these seeds, that we could we could start over with this. Also, we work with a lot of universities um, who 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 can borrow or get samples from some of these seeds um, for lab testing and, and this and that. So uh, we're doing well. Um, yeah, overall, I'm a, I'm a free market guy. So if there's a cause that you believe in, uh, support them. We don't need the government. Do it yourself. Yes. Yeah, I think being self-sufficient and not being too dependent on others is extremely important. Uh, that's kind of the, the, the message we're maybe trying to put out here to you guys, anybody that's listening, is figure out how to do shit on your own. Because once you become dependent on others and large organizations, groups, governments, that kind of thing, uh, you become a servant perhaps of them i don't know if that makes sense but it kind of does um and i think we need to be able to be self-sufficient and uh, learn the traits and tricks and things to uh, survive and so that our families survive and and uh, we can continue doing whatever the hell it is that we're doing here which no one really knows i guess we're just living right we're just existing we're just we're just i say this all the time we're just bugs on a blue orb flying through space we don't know what the hell our purpose is, but for some reason, we get up every day and we continue doing it. And I think we're happy and we're content doing it, whatever it is. Oh, but um, I don't know. I don't think everyone is happy and content, and I don't think that everyone knows their purpose, and I think that your purpose happens to change throughout your life. I so. mean, as a whole, as a species, obviously we're happy and content. I don't mean each individual bug, but I mean as, as a colony, as a whole, Are we? we want to propel this thing that we've created, this colony, onward. Now there's little there's know. there's individual little bugs, little ants that have issues and they want to fuck things up. But as a whole, as a colony, we want to do whatever it is that we're doing. I disagree. I think as a whole and as a colony we're fucking things up and there's small little groups of people who want to propel things and get things going well. That's my personal opinion. Well, being a female, that means that you're wrong. <laughs> uh, moving on. <laughs> Back me up, professor. <laughs> You're on your own. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. All right, guys. I'm going to wrap this thing up. Let me play some little outs outro. Yeah, um, 
Professor, before you we go, before we leave, uh, is there anything you want to shout out? Do you want to tell? I don't want to go. No, oh, we, we can't no. do this all day. We got we have the we got to save the world. Okay, yeah, I can play an outro song for yeah, you as, as well if you'd like. Let's do it. I love it. Don't take away my stimulating conversation. I'm here, honey. Don't worry. No, I'm that's here. the point. I'm here. I'm here. All right. How are the levels? Uh, beautiful. Over here today. Gorgeous. Sound okay? Too loud? Blow uh, your ears off? Guitars. Uh, play. Give me another. Give me a quick little. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're great. Go ahead. Perfect. Perfect. Sounds good? Yep, yes. You're good. All right, let's kick it off. Yay. I think I'm in a Johnny Cash mood today because, oh, hey, I'm always in a Johnny Cash mood. I love Johnny Cash. Ten years ago, on a cold, dark night, someone was found in town all night. There were few at the scene, but they all agreed. A man who fled, but an awful lot like me. She walks these hills with a long when the night winds away Nobody knows, nobody sees Little old me Well the judge said someone is your friends wife she walks these hills with a long black veil she visits when the night winds nobody knows nobody sees but She shed not a tear But sometimes at night When the cold wind blows She walks by my grave She cries on my bones She walks these hills With a long black veil She visits my window When the night winds wail Nobody knows Nobody sees, nobody knows, but me. Thank you, wow. guys. Fantastic. Enjoy your time down there, America. It's freezing up here. Yay. Yes. Thank right. you so much. Thanks, everybody, for watching. This was another episode of Euclid and Oaks Morning Coffee. Uh, thanks our, to our uh, guest today, uh, the professor, uh, inventor of AI8 Ball. You can follow him on Twitter. John B. DeVoe. And fantastic. No words. That was beautiful. Yay. All right, guys. Have a great day. Have a great uh, 
rest of your life if we don't see you again. Because like I always say, a meteor could literally come in and crash and, and wipe all this out. Well, I'm happy right now, so I, I can go like that. So enjoy life. Enjoy the people you have in it and uh, learn how to do things. And hey, here's some advice. Learn to play guitar. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks, uh, Professor. Everyone say goodbye. I don't want I appreciate to. It. You're beautiful people. Have me right. on anytime. All right. Please. Bye bye everybody. And hang out. Don't <laughs> don't back. uh don't leave. I'm gonna just say uh something to you after the show. All right, bye everybody. Thanks for watching. Bye.